Hello, this is episode 44 of Speech Therapy Murmurant, a speech therapy podcast by Chris Wade, a speech therapist based over in the UK. Um, and today I'm going to just talk about kind of um, some of the coming up quite a lot on kind of a uh, what's it, thread that I'm following on Twitter. Um, I've commented myself, um, I've stepped back after commenting, I'm just watching um, what other comments have come up. And I'm not going to name anybody, I'm not going to be kind of, um, referring to particular tags, um, but I'm just going to describe kind of, the, tweet, the tweet itself, or, or some of the tweets I've seen. And the tweets have all been about, kind of, or primarily about, kind of, the weather, the NHS therapists, um, or as a generalisation, NHS therapists, which is crazy, um, uh, do direct input, um, also direct speech and language therapy intervention. Um, and I, I've pitched in with my experience. So I, I worked for, um, I don't mind naming, and I'm sure I'm okay to name the, the boroughs that I've worked for. I worked for Redbridge, I worked for uh, Walton Forest, I worked for Lambeth, I've worked for uh, Islington, or uh, Camden and Islington at the time. Um, I've worked, uh, and then also Whittington Health. I've also worked for NHS Swansea. And I had separate to that, I'm commissioned by uh, several local authorities. I won't name the actual local authorities I'm commissioned by um, as an independent therapist. Um, but in each of the NHS trusts that I worked for, um, I had opportunities um, to to write screening assessments, to create detailed reports, to provide one-to-one direct intervention and paired intervention, <coughs> small groups, staff training, parent um, kind of afternoon sessions, um, home visits to families, uh, multidisciplinary work. So when you think about gold standard speech therapy, which is what I've replicated outside of my NHS roles um, and now do fully independently. Um, I had all of those opportunities in the NHS um, and also in the NHS I was provided with PECS training, intensive attraction training, oh my goodness, Makaton training, ADOS training, ADIR training, expert witness training, uh, what else? Um, dysphagia training, um, management of um, What's it called? Eating uh, behavioural, sensory behavioural eating disorders um, or difficulties. I, I was trained so highly by the NHS and allowed to apply that training into my rules. Um, and yes, I did rise up the NHS um, relatively quickly. Um, and yes, I didn't always work to what was seen as the departmental clinical pathway so if I felt the child who was autistic needed to be seen at home in addition to being seen at school then I'd see them at home. Um, I would seek authorization from my senior manager or from my um, my supervisor. Didn't always get the authorization but I was looking at the, 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 the whole point about for my particular caseload generalization and, um, and the difficulties with generalization and I thought how can I work just by myself in school or obviously as part of the MDT in school, how can I get parents involved more, how can I make sure extended family know um, or close family know how to use PECS, how to use Macaton etc etc. So I did kind of go outside of my role and that's where I think there's a, a little bit of flexibility and I think I was 
confident with my clinical rationale and therefore I did it anyway even though I wasn't always supposed to but the opportunities that I had in, my, in the NHS were at, were gold standard opportunities now I know that there's been a, a reduction in NHS um, services in terms of what in terms but it's going to be it's obvious unless the government increases the budget by the ratio that the the um, the need the need ratio um, in terms of speech language communication needs um, unless that budget increases at the same time at the same time by the same amount or even greater um, then you are going to end up with NHS services that are becoming more and more spread spread out spread out spread out the other th- the other thing was that when there was I can't which year it was when we had the um, Conservatives and the Liberal Demo- Democrat um, coalition government that's when they started cutting frontline staff um, and I know it was a whole point about we're not cutting frontline staff blah blah blah, blah. absolute rubbish um, I could see within the departments that I was working in and I, wor- I always worked I tended to work across two different trusts I was looking to create kind of a more of a portfolio career rather than just having a full-time position in one NHS trust however I always and I've always had kind of a dip, dip my toe in uh, once I was qualified enough uh, and experienced enough doing independent work as well. But I could see that frontline staff, so speech therapists, were being cut. So if someone off on maternity, there wasn't maternity cover. When someone resigned from their position um, and they're a band seven, often you wouldn't get a band seven in return. You'd end up with a band six, or maybe if you're lucky, a band um, a. I don't know if you were if you were. Lucky or unlucky, who cares if it's a speech therapist? But the the level of specialism was decreasing and decreasing and decreasing from my from my experience, um, because budgets when someone resigned or moved on or was on maternity or was on long term sick, the budget wasn't matched so that a band seven left and me automatically you don't me you'd end up with a band seven. And even if you did get a band seven, it might be a band six moving into a band seven who didn't have that much experience yet. So um, there's a big kind of, but this, but from my, from, from the way that I've seen it, is this isn't a speech therapists in the NHS, speech therapist managers in the NHS making a decision to offer less. It is looking at what their their limited provision is and making a decision based on that limited provision um, to how can we make what less of what we had previously spread out across more. Um, and this is why you do have that three-tiered approach, um, which uh, which everyone talks about, and it, the, kind of the kind of whole school training, um, the kind of the I can't remember, I, I'm rubbish. Remember the three, the, what they actually refer to. I can when I'm sat in front of the documents, uh, but when I'm talking on a podcast, driving down the M4, I find it difficult. But this is why we've got whole school approaches. This is why we have training more general training. This is why all of the children that really need direct intervention end up with direct intervention. Now, don't get me wrong, I am in appeals and tribunals all the time. I will question what I'm presented with, um, but I, I do feel that I see the tip of the iceberg in terms of what the significant needs are that aren't being addressed, but it's, they're not being addressed. It's not through a therapist or a therapy manager deciding let's not provide to those children because we don't want to provide to those children it's often we don't have the service to that's that we've spread our service so thin and we've had over a decade of cuts and 
there's the increasing need, uh, there's a huge increase in need in terms of speech language communication needs, and then the pressure from local authorities to the NHS to say, actually, can you do all our statutory assessments? And now you've done our statutory assessment, and that child needs intervention, and because we've lost in tribunal, you now need to provide that. Um, and we, we, we don't have, we don't always have a budget to provide you for the extra staff you need to, um, that the other therapists managed to win in tribunal, for example. Uh, I know that for some people that doesn't make sense, well, for me it doesn't make sense. Um, so I wanted to just talk about in this podcast the amazing experiences I've had in the NHS, but also um, the fact that, yes, I will hold people to account when I'm on a case-by-case basis, when I'm on a person to account, it is looking at what the child's needs are and stating what the child needs based on their special educational needs um, in terms of communication traction um, and doing a, a thorough assessment because I, I have that flexibility to be able to do as much time as I need with the child. Um, I don't like this overgeneralization that NHS doesn't do, right? It doesn't do direct therapy, the NHS doesn't do X, the NHS doesn't do Y. I, I think absolute rubbish. There's no you cannot overgeneralise that the there is a postcode lottery. Um, there is huge discrepancies between one one side of the UK, another side of the UK, England and Wales, big differences in terms of what you get um, in terms of from local services. But let's not say let's not overgeneralise and let's praise those staff that are under immense pressure to provide what they provide. Sorry, that's my two pence.